0: I mentioned earlier, uh, I have a daughter. Um, my wife and I have a, a little girl na- named Willa. She just turned one uh, a week ago. Uh, I hope you get the chance to meet her. Uh, we think she's pretty amazing. Uh, but Willa loves stories. Uh, even at this young age, one of her favorite things to do is to pull books off the shelf and she'll kind of scoot. She doesn't really crawl, but she will scoot on her bum uh, and, and sort of saddle up into her lap because she wants us Uh, to read her a story. It doesn't matter if the story is about a little bunny uh, wishing everything goodnight before it goes to sleep, Uh, goodnight moon, you know, goodnight mush, goodnight lady whispering hush, or uh, if it's a story about a bunch of dogs getting in a car and driving to some dog party uh, up in a tree. Uh, She doesn't care, right? She loves uh, stories. And what's interesting is that I didn't teach her this, and my wife, Megan, uh, didn't teach her this. We didn't teach her how to love stories. Uh, Instinctively, naturally, uh, she loves them, all right, and is drawn to them. I think it's true to say that every one of us, from a very young age, right, loves a good story. It doesn't matter whether that story is told around a campfire. It doesn't matter whether that story is bound uh, in a book. It doesn't matter whether that story is projected onto a movie screen and you sort of watch it unfold in a darkened theater. Right? We just can't get enough of them. We are surrounded by stories and we are constantly imbibing uh, stories. Anthropologists, um, and maybe some of you are studying anthropology, but anthropologists will tell you that storytelling is central to human existence. It is something that we as a species have always done. Uh, It is true of every culture in time and in space. And there is one scientist who will say that it's actually the storytelling that is one of the things that really separates us from the rest of the animals. We are the storytelling animal, and we are the only animals uh, on this planet that that engage in this. Hi, Brendan. We are, uh, as it were, hardwired for it. We love telling stories, uh, and we love listening to stories. It should come as no surprise, then, that Jesus... Who the Bible claims was fully God but also fully man, uh, loved to engage in stories uh, and told many of them. The Bible, as I mentioned, contains roughly 40 of his stories, and these are stories about farmers, stories about families, stories about buried treasure and lost sheep, people crashing parties, and houses crashing into the sea. There's a wide range. And this semester, um, we're going to look at a dozen of them. Uh, we've got 12 weeks together after this week uh, in which to look at some of those stories and hear uh, what Jesus has to say. But simply by way of introduction, uh, I want to ask and answer, hopefully, right, this question, why? Why, are we, why did Jesus teach in stories, and why are we going to spend a semester looking at them? And there's three points that I just want to make and I'm going to keep them pretty short. Okay, first of all, Jesus told us stories because he wants to engage with us. Right? He wants to draw us in. Um, Do we have any Harry Potter fans here in the room? I'm one. We've got some. For some of you, Harry Potter uh, was your first love affair, right, with story. Um, It's the first time you ever, like, held a hefty book like it, right, and actually read it straight through. Now, in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, there's all sorts of spells. Lumos and uh, Expecto Patronum and so on, and so forth. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's your fault, right? Like this is this is popular culture, right? There's a whole theme park in in like Florida devoted to this. So it's time for you to catch up. But there's all there's all sorts there's all sorts of spells in Harry Potter. But the one spell that is not mentioned and is the one spell that is in some ways cast over that book and cast over audiences all over the world is the spell "Once Upon a Time." The spell once upon a time is to say these words, right, which is an introductory formula to so many stories, right, the promise uh, and the expectation of a good story, it really does have the power uh, to stop us, in, uh, stop us in our tracks. We hear a story told, and we kind of stop what we're doing, and we tune in. Once upon a time... Right, this promise and the expectation of the good story, it has power, it has the power to make a six-year-old or a seven-year-old drop Pokemon cards or Pokemon Go and to listen to it, right? It has the power to, to make a 10-year-old read not just one book, right, but seven books, 4,224 pages uh, in the Harry Potter series. I had to look that up. I didn't know that just off the top of my head, (laughs) right? But that's astounding, right? This is the power of stories, right? They draw us in. uh, They get us hooked, which is why when Jesus tells us stories, he's doing the exact same thing. He knows what he's doing, right? He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to draw you into a relationship, he wants, you to get, he wants to get you to engage with him. You might not want anything to do with Jesus, but Jesus very much wants to do something with you. And it's why he tells us stories. We've all seen the high school movies, right, where um, the guy is kind of cool but also kind of strange, right? And he says weird things uh, and he does weird things. This is sort of the plotline of lots of high school movies, right? In order to like get the attention of a girl, like he's he lo- he loves the girl. Hey, welcome. the the, uh, the 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 unlikely hero, right? Like the one that is always passed by uh, in in the halls. No one really seems to notice him very much, but he it falls in love with this girl, and he's willing to do just about anything to get her attention, right? And it, Typically ends happily ever after. Jesus, that's kind of like Jesus. He says some pretty strange things, right? And he does some pretty strange things. But he is doing these things in some ways to get your attention. And he wants to uh, engage with you. And he wants to engage with you because he loves you. And once he has, in some ways, gotten your attention and he is. Be- you're sort of tuned into him. He wants to do another thing. Jesus wants to not just engage with you, but he also wants to explain some things to you, right? And that's the second reason why Jesus tells us stories. He wants to explain some things to us. He wants to explain to us who God is. He wants to explain to us who we are, uh, what it means to be human. And he wants to explain to us What is this world all about? Why is it the way that it is? You know, why is it messed up? And what is God going to do about it? And significantly, how can we be part of that plan? Jesus tells us stories to explain, right, who who God is. As we go through these stories this semester, you'll notice that God is always portrayed uh, one way or another. Uh, for starters, he's portrayed uh, to us tonight as a storyteller. But he's also portrayed as a shepherd uh, who goes after lost sheep, or a woman who has lost a coin and is desperate to find it. A father who is uh, who longs for his sons to come inside and feast with him. He's portrayed as a gardener. He's portrayed as a prisoner. Someone who is high and holy, as well as someone who's very low to the ground. You have all come, not just to UVM, but you come into this very room uh, with some preconceived notions uh, of who God is and what He is like. Um, If you were to close your eyes and imagine uh, who God is, what comes to mind? You have words. Right, you have categories, and for Jesus, some of those things he wants to say yes, that's right. But there's some other things that he wants to challenge. He wants to explain, this is who I really am. This is who God really is. Um, just um, as an aside, uh, we're going to what we're doing in Bible studies, like the, the question, who is God? is we're going to be looking at some of those images that we, are, that we see here in, in, in large group and spend some time fleshing that out in greater detail. Um, so Jesus wants to explain to us who God is. He also wants to explain to us who we are. Um, who does God uh, say uh, that I am? And I don't mean that just in the sense of what does it mean to be human, but what does God think of me? I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that question. Like, who am I? And of course, right, college is, in a lot of ways, like a time where you're really trying to answer that, figure that out. Like, who am I? What is my identity? Uh, for, you, for you first-year students, you've just left home. You've just left high school. Um, the place where you've grown up, and in some ways, some of the trappings that have sort of shaped your identity, and in some ways, you come here, and it feels like I've got a fresh start, and I want to figure out who I am. What does it mean to be me? But Jesus wants you to think, what does God think of me? Is he happy? Is he sad? When God looks at you, is he angry, or is he amused? Is he indifferent? Is he enamored? Some of you probably, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what God thinks of me. Which is why, friends, Jesus tells us stories. And he tells us these stories because he wants you to know who you are. And he wants you to know what God thinks of you. All right? Your maker uh, and also your friend. Jesus, in telling us these stories, he has a very unique perspective. Because he's not just a wise and winsome storyteller. The, the central claim to Christianity is that Jesus is actually God and the flesh, which is to say that Jesus is the one who made you, and because He made you, He knows what it means to be you, and He knows how you work, right? He knows your design, which is to say that his, "Hey waking, come on in," which is to say that his opinion of you and uh, his ideas about you have some authority. Last but not least, Jesus wants to explain to us the nature of reality. What is this world really like? He wants to open up our eyes to see it for what it really is. Um, the final, if there is a final E, if we said that Jesus told stories because he wants to engage with us, he wants to grab our attention, right, to draw us in, um, he wants to explain something to us. Uh, third and finally, he wants to elicit a response. Um, This is where the stories Jesus tells differs from maybe the Harry Potters of the world and the Hunger Games and so on and so forth, right? Stories like those really whose intent is to entertain. Jesus, on the other hand, wants to elicit a response. He's not just telling this to you um, to entertain you. He wants to to shape the way you think and he wants to shape the way that you live. Uh, to affect knowing as well as doing. Um, That can mean simply to reimagine the ways that you think about God or to reimagine the ways you think about yourself. Or it's to make you to repent or to make you more humble or to make you more forgiving or to make you more loving or to just make you more like Jesus, the one in whose image you're made. Friends, why, like, the question that we've asked, like, why are we, why did Jesus tell stories, and why would I spend a semester uh, with this group hearing what Jesus has to say? I think it's because he wants to engage with you, right? The God of the universe, right, and his son, uh, they want to engage with you. Um, He wants to explain some things to you. This is who I am. This is who you are this is what's wrong with the world, and this is how it can be made right. This is how college fits into that picture. This is how the story of your life can fit within the, the greater story. Um, right? God's story. And he wants to elicit a response. Um, that's what we're going to be doing. Right? I'm excited uh, to spend this uh, semester with you. Um, I hope that uh, tonight and... and scavenger hunts and hikes and barbecues you really do find that RUF is a, a safe, friendly hospitable place for you to consider the claims of Jesus for you to uh, ask questions about God and faith um, I hope it is a place of connection not just with God but with other people and um, yeah <laughs> and I hope too it's a place um, I really want Uh, college to be a time where you really grow spiritually Uh, grow into the person God made you to be Um, come to all these things with uh, questions, Uh, come with an open mind and and come expectant um, that Jesus would teach us something I'm going to pray for us before we stand up and sing one closing song